Welcome to the podcast. We do recover with Jared Miller, your host. And I'm Dr. Terry Sellers, your co-host. This is a podcast about recovery from addiction. We want to talk about what successful recovery can look like. Brought to you by Steps Recovery Center and the St. George Hilton Garden Inn. What's going on this morning, everybody? Episode 34 has officially began. You're listening to We Do Recover. I'm your host of this thing, Jared Miller. Today we have in the studio your co-host, our medical expert, Dr. Terry Sellers. Good morning, everybody. Good to be here. We also have in the pro- we also have in the studio the producer that makes this thing possible, the man, the myth, the legend, Sean Denovan. It's allergies, not pink eye. Stop making fun of me. We'll get to that in his new and good. Pink eye. And we have your featured guest. She is an amazing woman. She's one of the co-founders of of the Sobriety Foundation, Susan Peterson. Thank you so much for having me. It's such a pleasure to be on your podcast. I listen to it every week, and you guys do such a great job. Thank you. Thank you. We're excited. We're excited to get Susan on here and talk about what she's got going on with the Sobriety Foundation. Before that, though, episode 34, part one, is brought, brought to you by Steps Recovery Centers, where addiction ends and healing begins. If you or a loved one need help, please reach out. Give them a call, 801-800-8142. So... New and goods. Should we start start with Sean? Because I feel like he totally set us up for that sure. with the yeah. So Sean, Sean, new and good. I came in this morning and it looked like you'd been crying all night long. What's going on, buddy? I got pink eye, man. The grandkids came over last. Either the grandkids last weekend, or <laughs> I went to Sunglass Hut and tried on sunglasses, and I shouldn't have done that. Oh Ooh. man! So instead of getting coronavirus, I got pink eye. Ooh, you <laughs> might well have gotten it from Sunglass Hut. Oh, shame on me. I know. I think I'm a little more afraid of pink eye than I am the, the COVID. Is that bad? I mean, uh, seeing yes. it on Sean Denovan, it's... It I looks, know. Hey, hey, hey what? You're going to say what? I should be up in the tower ringing the bell or something? <laughs> that's, a, that's a case of pink eye for sure. Uh, I am not an animal. <laughs> I am a man. Uh, it's a, oh, Sean Denovan just did a little sketch for it. A little, yeah. That was nice. A little scene out of a movie. Thank you. Thank you. Like Which it. movie was it? I can't remember. Quasimodo. Count of Monte Cristo. No, that was uh, Elephant Man. Oh, oh yeah. Elephant we were man. all wrong. Yeah. We were was, all wrong. It was Elephant Man. You're right. <laughs> By uh, the way, you're conta- very contagious, that disease. Well, I've been wiping everything. So contagious that yeah. I have pink shirt. Oh, <laughs> that's right. I have a pink shirt. It's waka spread. waka. Uh, sorry. <laughs> I love this scene. All right. Doc Sellers, you're up next. What's new and good? Uh, what world? is new and good? Oh, I'm like a deer in the headlights all of a sudden. I can't think of anything <laughs> new and good. I can't believe I don't have anything. I got nothing. Like, my life is just flowing along. Everything's perfect. So, got nice. nothing. Not, I don't nothing? really have any anything. Have you been working on that sponsorship that I've been telling you that we need to address? I don't know if you know this or not. But our podcast is sponsored by Steps Recovery Center. That's right. <laughs> Let me show you who it's not sponsored by. That's Dr. Sellers so, keeps trying to bring these Dr. Peppers on and I give them think, free spotlights. I don't think you guys can totally see this, but I drink a lot of Dr. Pepper a fair amount in the mornings. If, if we got you like a Mr. Pibb or a Dr. A Mr. Dr. Thunder, would that be a... a no, I, I, I would drink that. Oh, I, well. For sure, Mr. Pibb, I would. Uh, I, have a, I have a tie to Dr. Pepper, though, actually. So my mother's uncle was the chairman of the board and CEO of the Dr. Pepper Corporation. Oh, really? Growing up. That's and he awesome. was a, he was a man I didn't really know. Like it was, it actually was my mother's great uncle, but um, 
Uh, every I never met him, but every Christmas the Dr Pepper truck would pull up in front of our house mm-hmm. and offload five pallets of Dr Pepper, and that was our Christmas present from my mother's great uncle. And wow. so I kind of grew up being forced to do Dr Pepper. So that's it. That's and that's why you give him a free sponsorship on here, and I had to cross out the logo. Go, go Dr. <laughs> oh yeah, you can't now see. You, can't you may not tell. be able to see this on the camera, but Jared has taken the Dr Pepper logo. And cross it out because we are not sponsored by Dr. Pepper. That's right. Sponsorship opportunity available. <laughs> uh, glad we could have some fun with that this Yeah, morning. that was my new and good, I guess. Thanks. Yeah, yeah you're welcome. Got you're me, welcome. Got me through it. Susan Peterson, what's new and good in your world? What's going on with you? Oh, my goodness. Uh, we're going down this weekend to Mesa. Um, all my kids and grandkids will finally get to be together after this big COVID pandemic that we've been going through. So uh, I'm really excited about that. That's my new and good. You're a little late for Mesa. I went to <laughs> Scottsdale two weeks ago, huh? and it was basically 70s and 80s the whole time. Oh, yeah. I think this next week is 90s and it's 100s. It's 90s. Yeah. yeah. My, my daughter's already told us to be yeah. ready for it's, that. It's, <laughs> I, I checked the forecast, and I have a brother that lives in Mesa. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, it's hot in Mesa. Yes. So it looks like uh, 99, 97. Yeah, it's going to be hot. Yeah, I brought brought my sunscreen. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) definitely. That sounds good, though. A little sun. Yeah. Yeah. I'm ready for that. Yeah. After living in Provo and yeah, yeah, Yeah. I'm ready for the the heat. Bring it on. I was down here last week and it snowed. Oh my gosh. So it it would be lovely to be in Mesa and have, I'd love 99 degrees. That'd be awesome. Yeah. We've got a place in uh, Las Vegas and it snowed this year too. Oh, wow. Yeah, it did. It was, it it even snowed in Vegas. That's crazy. Yeah. We're all ready for some warm weather. Bring on the warm Mm -hmm. weather. Yeah, we are. I'm ready for golf weather. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. So wait, Jared Miller. Yeah. Oh, what's new and good. What's new and good. Thank you. I appreciate you <laughs> yeah. giving me the opportunity. So what's new and good for, I am extremely excited Whoa! through the fundraising that everybody did. I want to make this about us, right? Because I always say support our message through the fundraising that we were able to do as a community on Facebook, as a community in Southern Utah, as a community in sobriety. We today get to donate a thousand dollars. Whoa. To the Sobriety Foundation. Oh my gosh. So that's my new and good. Guys, thank you so much. Wow. You are welcome. That that is amazing. That will help. That will help so much. It's so near and dear to my heart. Any uh, donation that we get uh, just helps out so many people. So thank you so much. I I answered the phones for our uh, foundation and I have to turn so many people away because we just don't have the funding to give them sober living. So we can only fill about 23% of um, our applications that we get in. So this is really going to help out. Thank you so much, Jared. You're welcome. You're welcome. And this came about because it's near and dear to my heart as well. I've shared that I, there wasn't funding available for me. It, you know, embarrassingly, it's okay. I'm open about it now, but at like 27 or 28, I had to move back in with my mom. And I think independence is a huge part of rebuilding a person's, you know, self-esteem, uh, self-esteem yes. independence, right? Like when you get some responsibility and you have to pay some rent, even if it's shared rent in a house like that, you, you have to start depending on yourself. Right. And there's growth in that. So we started the apparel company, Sober Society. We did a fundraiser on Facebook. A lot of people donated. We raised half the money through just, just donations alone. The other half was people that 
bought the t-shirts, 50% of it went. And then I have this pot of money sitting around and is it odd or is it God? Susan Peterson reached out and said, Hey, I appreciate your podcast. You know? And so I started looking into her, noticed that she did the sobriety foundation. I'm like, Oh, that's interesting. I wonder what that is. It's just crazy how that whole thing happened. So here we are today. Thank you. And we, Thank you. we are happy to be able I am to humbled donate. by this donation. Thank you very much. Thank you. Can Appreciate we, everything you can do. Can I uh, just make a comment on that real quick? Yeah. First of all, we we just love people that that give back with passion, and thanks for everything you do. That's super awesome. Uh, Jared's really uh, uh, Jared is a really good guy, and he can sit there. I can and tell. He can argue all he wants, uh, and he's very nice to say we. But the truth is, all the money raised here was on Jared. Jared uh, put together the clothing. He made it happen. He designed it. He is in charge of all the sales, and he's just kind enough to say, "Hey, we." There's no, there's no we here. This is this was Jared's work. Now, the we there is a we in the fact that people supported, people donated, people bought clothing, and we love those people. We have some really great people that uh, that support us in the podcast, and so we love them. But. Man, this is a bunch of work on Jared's part, so thanks, Jared. I appreciate that. You know, God's been good to me, and all I can do is give back. Yeah, you do that really well. Thank you. I appreciate it. Jared, that. thank you. There has to be an instigator, and it sounds to me like <laughs> that you are the instigator. This, you're the one you, that puts it all together and makes it happen, so thank you. You're welcome. I'm glad I'm instigating some good stuff these days, because <laughs> if my family was on here, they might not always remember I'm me sure. being an... <laughs> I'm, I'm sure that's partly true. Yeah, we uh, all have a past. Yeah, I... I uh, I wanted to point out that that's kind of the reason I uh, kind of cling on to cling on. Did I say cling on? Cling on? Why, Star Wars? That's why I glom on to Jared because he's a go-getter. Like he's a guy that goes out and gets things and gets it done. And it's just not my forte at all. Like I love <laughs> being here, being part of the content, but the setup and the details and the that's what Jared does well. And so I, I've loved being here with him because that's why I jumped into the opportunity when he said, you want to do a podcast? I'm like, oh, yeah, because I know he'll do a bunch of the work. And I, <laughs> I love doing a podcast, but I actually don't have the time or, frankly, the energy to maybe put it together. So My heart is full. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate it. You guys are making me blush. This is Jared <laughs> you Fest. deserve it. Jared uh, Fest 2021. <laughs> That's great. Beautiful. Thank you so much. For, and for those people that supported April 10th, we've rented out uh, the uh, aquatic, the aquatic center. What, what is the name of it? Uh, it's the same. Sean, what's the aquatic center's name? Do you know? Sand hollow. Bam. It just came to me. The sand hollow aquatic yeah. center on Sean, bluff. Sean had his mouth open to say <laughs> it. And then Jared jumped in with sand it, hollow. All I had to do was ask you, Sean, as soon as I asked, it came to me. So the aquatic center on sunset, it's at 6.30 to 8 o'clock. If you donated, great, come out. If you didn't and you're in recovery, we want to celebrate with you. We'd love to see you there from 6.30 to 8. Again, it's the Sand Hollow Aquatic Center. Bring your own food to barbecue. We're going to do some barbecuing. There's volleyball pits. We've rented the whole place out for 90 minutes. So let's go have some fun and celebrate recovery. Yeah, and we got That's some celebrities great. coming. You and who? No. <laughs> no. Tom Cruise. Yes. Oh, yeah. Did you not yeah. know that? Tom Cruise. <laughs> sure. That's right. Uh, Mission Impossible. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. And then uh, what's his wife's name? I have Katie no Holmes. Katie oh. Cruise. Katie somebody. 
Yeah, they've been like divorced for like ten years. <laughs> so yeah, that's like a. I'm aware. That's like a. Wow. I, actually, I actually am aware. Nicole of that. Kidman. Yeah, I think that's the current one. Nicole Kidman is actually who I was searching for initially to talk about, but I couldn't come up with her name, so then I tried Katie. So yeah, I was just searching. For, <laughs> You're searching get, my you, silly little brain for Hollywood stars that are that are going to be there for sure. They're coming. That's right. That's right. And if awesome. you haven't seen Tom Cruise in Katie Holmes' bikini, <laughs> then you have missed a lot. You know, I'm okay if I don't see Tom Cruise there. The people I would love to see there is people that have been have been guests on this podcast. Oh, oh yeah. Right? Awesome. Like, to create a community. And those are yeah. celebrities right there. In my yeah. book, Those are, are our celebrities. Absolutely. Yeah, so, for sure. That's great. For well, sure. Let's find out what our guest knows about this thing uh, called addiction and recovery. Her name is Susan Peterson. Yes. And Susan, tell us... Who Susan Peterson is, first of all. Start okay. off with who are you? Okay, I'm and get a, up on your mic a little bit for all me. right. Yes. Um, I'm from that. is that is that good right That's there? Way Can better. you hear me good? Yes. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm a little girl from Anamone, Utah, actually. Um I'm a one of ten children. Um, was raised by the most amazing parents ever. My mom is still alive. She's ninety four. She lives in Anamone. Hi mom. Where's Love you. A, wait, where's Antimony? It is about a half an hour away from Bryce Canyon, um, Otter Creek Reservoir. Okay. Have, have you, sort of. If you're a fisherman, then you yeah. know where Otter Creek is. Yeah, I'm not really a fisherman. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, it's, it's a hot spot for fishermen. Um, okay. My dad was a cattle farmer. Uh, we owned the Richfield Livestock Auction right there oh, in, wow. in Richfield. Um, for many, many years. And then my brother took it over, Mark King, who is my, he, he's at our, our auctioneer that does our auctioning off our live auction uh, that the, we're going to be doing for uh, our fundraiser, which is going to be at the Grand America on October 8th. I'd love for anybody to come and join us and raise funds for Sober Living. Um, I was raised there and then I married uh, a Wonderful man from Richfield, Mike, and um, we've been married for almost 40 years. And uh, we had three beautiful children. Moved to Provo about... 40 years. <laughs> 40 years. 40 years. Yeah, uh, almost next year. Wow. So. Yeah, me too, actually. I'm 39. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, no, I'm, I, I have 39 married, years. I've been married 39 years. Awesome. Yeah. I'm this, We're the same. Wow. Yeah, and that's a feat doesn't in itself. Doesn't happen very often, no, right? No, it doesn't, and it is a feat in that. itself. But it's it's worth every minute of it. Um, we moved to um, Provo. We've lived there for about thirty five years. We uh, owned and operated Peterson Oil Company. I was gonna put that together. Yeah. I think I had put that together in my head already. Sure. Yeah, we we owned that. Um, he ran, um, he did the wholesale part of it. Uh, we delivered to about 75 Chevrons along the Wasatch Front. He had a trucking business and an, an oil business. Um, lubrication, we did all the distribution, 55-gallon drums and the 5-gallon drums. You've seen Chevron Dello uh, products. That's what we did. Um, and I ran 25 Chevron stations along the Wasatch Front. Whoa. So, uh, yeah, we've, we've had a really fun career. We had a big company come in and buy us out about, oh, it's been about, well, in 2006. And um, then we um, remodeled our house. And then I got involved with Sobriety Foundation in about 2011 after we lost our son to a drug overdose. So uh, I, a group of people 
recovering um, in recovery came to me and asked me if I wanted to uh, be a part of their nonprofit. And um, there was there was four people that came to me. They needed a fifth for the signer on the 5013C. And I said that I would love to do that. Um, my, my son always said, I can get sober, mom. He struggled for about 10 years uh, with addiction before he passed away. Um, but he said, I just don't know how to live sober. I just don't know how to do it. I, you know, he'd go back to his same habits and friends and everything else. And he just didn't quite know how to do it. So uh, that's where I wanted to put my efforts is in raising money for sober living. That's beautiful. And Susan, I want to kind of touch on that for a minute. And again, what was your son's name? Carson. So Carson, Carson is, he's passed. He's in a better place, right? Yes, he is. And so you can't really tell his story for him, but you can tell your story through as being a mom, Yes, right? Being Uh a mom, watching Carson go through the things he went through and then ultimately losing Carson. So at what age did it become apparent that Carson started to kind of struggle? Well, he was just, he was a big kid. He was, um, six, one, 250 pounds, uh, played offense and defense, um, in football, just a real, uh, an overachiever, which kind of goes for people in recovery. Uh, the best people out there are in recovery. Um, when they put their mind to do something, they do it and they do it well. Just like we've talked about with Jerry today. He's, he's been out there helping people. And when he does something, he, he goes over and beyond to get it done. Um, so that's the way he was. Um, I love that. He's almost like somebody that I may have played football with. <laughs> he, I can yeah. totally see it in my mind. I can relate to this guy. He's yeah. like a guy of my own heart, you know? <laughs> yeah, he, he's a, a great person. I am so blessed to have had him for 25 years. Uh, taught me a, a, a ton. I wouldn't be the person I am today um, if I didn't have my son. So, uh, he, about 15 years old, I could tell he just, uh, started going to Tempview high school and, um, he, his passion was football and he decided he wasn't going to play football anymore and just stepped off the football team and broke our hearts. We couldn't, you know, and he just, just didn't have the initiative to even want to do anything anymore. He, he started hanging around with, um, some friends that, we just really didn't know. I mean, all of his, his, uh, childhood friends, he wasn't hanging around with anymore. And so that was another, uh, reason that we were kind of looking into something that was going on. Um, yeah, those are both huge indicators. Mm-hmm. And just to kind of point out real quick, the fact that he was so passionate about something and then kind of threw it away. Yes. And then he had a group of people that for the most part, I'm assuming huge assumption here are a positive influence on him. And he stepped outside of that social circle for a different one. Another big indicator, right? Yes. Hey, thanks for pointing that out. I think that's something out of this story that we can pass on to our audience is sometimes parents. So you don't, right. You don't think your kid's going to be a drug addict. No. Right. That's just not who your kid is. Right. And sometimes when this stuff happens to parents, they don't know what to look for. They don't know the signs that might help. So I think, getting this out is going to be really helpful for people. Look for that kind of stuff. If your kid steps away from one of his passions or one of his great activities, that's a warning sign. It doesn't mean he's using drugs, but it's a warning sign. Yes. If he goes away from his normal social circle and starts hanging out with 
people that maybe the parents don't always think is the greatest influence, that's a warning sign. I mean, these are great things. So thanks for sharing that stuff. That's awesome. Yeah, he, um, he, you know, I, I have nine brothers and sisters, and they've been a huge help with our foundation. I don't know what I would do if I didn't have my family. They have been, they all loved Carson. They all tried to talk to Carson, uh, help him get back on, on the right path, but he just wasn't going to go there. He just wasn't going to do it. He was stubborn enough to to not do anything but what he wanted to do. So anyway, um, that's, that's where it started. Um, uh, we took his friends. There was him and three other friends. We took him um, camping one time. And um, it was over a three-day weekend. And Mike and I needed to get back to work. And he said he was 16 had a, a truck and, and he, his friends were with, he says, mom, just let me stay one more night up on the mountain. So we, he stayed, uh, on the mountain one, one more night, <laughs> unbeknownst to us, as soon as we left, we packed up our motor home and left. He packed up the tent with his three friends and they headed off to Vegas. They were 16 years old. Um, Pretty typical of a team, you know, right? I mean, that's not outside the norm. I'm not sure that's a warning sign. Right? Oh my that's, gosh. that's just teen That's a warning sign that your kid's a teenager. Oh, yeah. my goodness. So he, uh, of course, had everything in the back of his truck and went down to Las Vegas and um, asked uh, some people on the strip to go out and, and buy him beer or whatever else they wanted at a convenience store. And while he was in with one person buying the beer, the other person stole his truck. So wow. now they're they're oh. down in Las Vegas. He's got three friends with him that Mike and I were responsible for. You know, their parents let us take them because we yeah. were going to be w with them. And um, so that's, uh, you know, we, 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 we'd had a lot of problems and with him. And so he just... Uh, wouldn't mind, wouldn't do anything that we wanted him to do. And bless his heart, he, he's just one stubborn soul. <laughs> and um, so anyway, um, we bought him all bus passes to get back. And um, that's when we sent him to a wilderness program. And that was kind of the first um, recovery program that he was in was the the wilderness program were you um were you aware of his issues with substances at this point or were you sending him to a wilderness program because of behavioral stuff it it, it was he, we knew he was using okay you know i, I carson got away with a lot because i'm this little tiny small town girl that didn't even know what marijuana smelled oh, like for sure so you know, he, he got away with, with a lot, and I think he was doing a lot of things. We knew he was doing a lot of things. I'd found a lot of things uh, and um, substances that I, I knew he was using and taking. And um, my husband had just uh, had back surgery, and, um, of course, he was, he was kind of out of it with opioids and uh, on opioids, and he could tell that my son was taking some of of his pills. Pills are turning up missing. Ah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah. That's a warning sign. Yeah, absolutely. that's a warning sign. So anyway, so after that, we got him back from the wilderness program, which was one of the hardest things that I've ever had to do. When they say tough love, I think it's tough love on the parents because yeah, yeah. it's a lot tougher. Um, 
to send your kid away, and it, and it was awful. And um, he came back, uh, was in Tempe High School again, and went back to his same crowd, um, was doing the same things. Um, so we sent him to Hazleton, uh, and we were fortunate enough to have the funds to send him there. We wanted to send him to the very best, get him away from his friends. Which makes a lot of sense because we know if you take somebody from an unhealthy culture or unhealthy social circle and they get some treatment, but then they return right back to that unhealthy culture or social circle, a lot of times it doesn't, it doesn't do them any good. So no. I can totally see that, right? Like, Hey, let's, let's put them in a productive, healthy environment. Right. And you know, now I think there's a lot of uh, places where parents can go and, and find help and, and I was doing everything to enable them that there was to do. I just, I was doing everything wrong. Actually, I uh, didn't think that this child could do wrong. And um, so I, I was doing everything that you wasn't supposed to be doing, enabling your child. I wish that there was help that there is today. Um, my friend, um, Terry, she has a uh, changes program for parents that helps the parents. And I've gone to a few of her classes and I can just see that that would have aided me so much into not enabling my son. Yeah, there's hey. a lot there. In hindsight's 2020. Yeah, right. it is. Listen, I, I know you've done all this work and I know, oh, I didn't realize there was 12 seconds left. This has been awesome. Time wow. has flown by. Join us in part two of episode 34 as we dig a little bit more into Susan Peterson, her story with this thing we call recovery and addiction after this 30 second you sponsor are break. Listening to We Do Recover with Jared Miller and co-hosted by Dr. Terry Sellers. We'll be right back after this short break with more of We Do Recover with Jared Miller, sponsored by Steps Recovery Center and the Hilton Garden Inn. I'm Desmond Lomax, one of the clinical executives here at Steps Recovery, and once you become of the Steps family, you're just a part of the Steps family. A lot of us have overcome substances, overcome addiction, and now we're able to help other people. Second of all, we're also going to help you in a way where you can afford to be helped. Third of all, we're going to give you the same quality that many organizations are charging two to three times, and it's more about you than it is about our organization. We welcome you back to We Do Recover with Jared Miller, co-hosted by Dr. Terry Sellers. Brought to you by Steps Recovery Center and the St. George Hilton Garden Inn. And now with part two of our podcast, Jared Miller and Dr. Terry Sellers. And we're back in episode 34. We got Susan Peterson here talking to us about her experiences with this thing we call addiction and recovery some things she's personally gone through that has molded the foundation that she's a part of today. Before we get to that though, got a couple house house chores we got to get out of the way here first. So episode 34 part two is brought to you by the Hilton Garden Inn. It's always sunny and bright at the Hilton Garden Inn in St. George, Utah. Susan Peterson, did you stay there last night? I stayed there last night. It's a beautiful place. Very nice. Very accommodating. It's, it's amazing. If you're traveling through Southern Utah, give them a Google search. Just type in Hilton Garden Inn, St. George, Utah. I promise you won't be disappointed. We also have another thing, Dr. Sellers. We do. This is exciting. It is. Exciting things are happening at the podcast. <laughs> so I like it. Um, this has just been wonderful. Like just little additions and little things that are growth. And so uh, I have admired from afar a man named Jason Coombs, who has a wonderful sobriety story. 
and um, I don't personally know him, but we're Facebook friends, and of course, you know, we run in some of the same circles. Um, and so, anyway, I, I don't know, a few weeks ago, I got in touch with him th just through Facebook. I saw something he had posted, and then I hit him up and said, hey, any chance you'd consider being on our podcast one of these days? I like it. Well, he said yes. So that's cool, because to, to me, he's kind of a superstar. He's a little bit like today's guest. Like, our <laughs> guests are superstars recently. Like, yeah. we've had some great, great guests. And he, so, anyway, he agreed to come on the podcast. He'll be here in a few weeks. But um, then, uh, apparently... You received a phone call this week. You want to tell me about that? Yeah, I get I get a phone call from him. Said, "Hey, this is Jason Coombs," and obviously, so first of all, I felt super embarrassed because you know how I am with names. Yeah, I do. He's like, "Hey, this a is Jason," bit. right? Because he's not full himself. He's like, "Hey, this is Jason," and I'm like, "Jason Combs," and he's like, "It's pronounced Coombs," and then I felt this big. <laughs> I'm just keeping it 100, keeping it real. Yeah, sure. And and I said, "Oh, that's amazing." You know, I actually uh, had I, a copy of his book. Can I interrupt for Jason's uh, benefit? Yeah. Jason, yours is not the only name he's ever gotten wrong. I'm okay, this guy names. is not a name guy, so it's all right. It's all right. Okay, keep going. So, so that was fun. And he said, "Hey, you know, I've been watching what you guys are doing. Talk to Doctor Sellers. Looking forward to our episode coming up here in the future." And he said, "I got an idea for you." He said, "I've got these books, and I would love to give them away to your listeners." And he said, "If you're open to it, we can, you know, have your listeners do some things to qualify to get a free book." And here we are. What a great guy. Like, thank you, Jason Coombs. Not That's Combs, great. it's Coombs. Right. So we had this. So we apparently now have the ability to give away free copies, a few copies each week of Jason Coombs' book called Unhooked. That's right. uh, if you're watching the podcast, you can see uh, a copy of his book on our back screen there. Unhooked, help how to help an addicted loved one recover by Jason Coombs with a forward by our very own Utah's own, but he doesn't live here anymore. Kevin McCauley, who is pretty famous in the recovery circles. Yes, right? he is. Very yeah. He's, famous. he's a name. He's mm -hmm. quite the name. Um, and I, you know, I used to work with Kevin a little bit and he's a really good guy. Um, so anyway, we can give away three copies this week of our book and we got you, three winners you put on the website ways to qualify to receive to be possibly drawn for one of three winners to receive a free copy of jason's book so check every sunday every sunday before i go to bed i'm going to post basically the qualifications for each week so they're going right. to change okay good we got that's three good keep people on their toes yeah we got three like winners that. this week keep the engagement we have three winners this week Get them. Now, Jared asked me to read them because he doesn't like names very Terrible much. Terrible names. <laughs> but I'm going to read them for you. Thank you. Corey Clunch has won a copy of this week's book. Corey is one of our early and super fans for sure. We love Corey. And he's a good friend of mine. Love you, Corey. That is a, that's a guy. Like, yeah. that's a fun guy for sure. He loves life. Jacqueline Lurton has won a copy of... Unhooked. And finally, this one is Genia or Genia. It's spelled like the last five letters of Virginia. So G-I-N-I-A. Genia Rose has won a copy of Unhooked. So those are our winners this week. Way to go. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. So we'll be uh, 
Uh, if you want to contact us through the Facebook page or the website and get us some shipping info, we will get you a copy of your bo- of the book. Yeah, so. send a direct message through the Facebook page, just a, a valid mailing address, and we'll get it to you. And the last two winners are they're amazing, great. You oh know, yeah, they, yeah, they yeah, share yeah. each episode. They're awesome. They always send encouraging, you know, loving messages to our guests you know, to us. So thank you guys. Like, yeah, so great. Just tons and tons of gratitude. We appreciate the support and, uh, we're glad we were able to give you a free copy of his book. So, and he'll be on the podcast in a few weeks. Okay. So let's get back to, I want to get back to this story just a little bit. Um, we, when we left off, you were beating yourself up for not knowing exactly what to do perfectly. (laughs) You're like every parent, you're like every parent on the planet. Mm -hmm. This stuff does not come with a manual. Parenting itself doesn't come with a manual, but how to parent a kid who's addicted to stuff, there's no manual for that. Nobody knows how to do that, right? No. So, don't. and I I was starting to say, I think you've probably done enough work and you probably know this, but uh, you probably didn't really do anything wrong. Like you think you did, but you didn't. You, you know, did you, what you thought was best. Exactly. Like was it perfect? No, but that's because there is no manual for perfect. Well, and that's what Alanon teaches the three C's, right? You didn't cause it. You can't cure it. Oh boy. Yeah. Just had a You're in trouble now. You didn't cause it. You can't cure it. And somebody direct message us the last. Create it? Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. You didn't create it. You you didn't (laughs) cause it. Cure it. It's the three C's of (laughs) Al-Anon and I just blanked. (laughs) Thank you. Nice. I'm not going to bail you out. (laughs) Okay. It's totally fine. All right. So anyway, so, so let's get back to that. So, uh, I do want to point out for people that aren't local Utah County people, Tempview is a football program. Tempview is one of the great football programs in this state. Yeah. In fact, it is probably, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there's better programs out there now too. I think Timpanogos has a great one now. Um, But yes. And also as of today, Carson graduated in 2004. Um, He has lost as far as I know, and there, there might be more, uh, 37 kids in his graduating class uh, to substance abuse. So, uh, or misuse. I know I'm, I'm saying I'm, uh, I'm, I need to correct myself. Yeah, we're not totally politically correct <laughs> on this podcast every single minute. Yes. So Carson kind of, what year was he born? Uh, he was born in 85. So I'm, I was born in 86. Okay. And our generation was the Oxycontin generation. Yes. And it hit a lot of us and hit us hard. Yeah. yeah, especially in Utah County. It just seems like Springville and Spanish Fork, that area, that's, uh, it was just running rampant there. And he hung out with a lot of kids from Springville. Well, so, Springville High had a reputation at that point of being an, an opiate, like mm-hmm. a lot of opiates at Springville High. Yes. That, that for sure was a reputation. I'm not trying to disparage Springville High in any way, but it had the reputation of there was a fair amount of opioid medications running around uh, Springville High for sure. Yes, there definitely was. So anyway, so he, um, he went to the U of U, done very well there, um, joined a fraternity <laughs> and that didn't, help as much, but he was the life of the party. Everybody loved Carson. He was a comedian. Um, he, everybody wanted to be around him. He was just so much fun. So anyway, fraternity boys loved the heck out of him because he would dare do anything. But anyway, he's, he's a crazy guy. Um, so he decided that he was going to clean himself up. Um, 
and he was going to open a business, some businesses, and he did. He opened a couple of businesses, and he also was running one of our stations um, in Midvale. Um, all of our stations are extra March Chevrons. And um, so anyway, he was doing awesome, um, doing very well, uh, renovated a place at the Gateway, um, beautiful place had a lot of his friends come and help him uh, get it renovated. And it was, it was absolutely beautiful. And um, so he called me one night and he, and he was doing pretty good. I, I'd been pretty proud of him. He had been really cleaning himself up. And he said, Mom, I'm, I'm at the hospital. Um, I'm just, I'm, I'm here for an emergency appendectomy. Um, can you come up and, and, be with me. And I said, absolutely. So he called me at about, um, 11 o'clock and I was up there by one and, um, stayed with them. And the minute I walked into the room, I could tell that he was c completely high, um, on morphine. And, um, I thought, Oh, here, here we go again. We'd, we'd had the, these up and downs for the past 10 years. And I just, you know, I, I knew he was in a, a ton of pain. And, and so I thought, well, hopefully he can just get through this one. Um, within a month of him having his surgery, he uh, overdosed and his girlfriend found him in the nick of time. Um, they uh, brought him back. He went into cardiac arrest. Uh, they, they brought him back. Um, he had severe brain damage. Um, he lived for 10 and a half months in and out of a coma. Um, my 250 pound, uh, good looking boy, um, when he passed away after 10 and a half months, weighed 120 pounds. And, um, so I saw wow. him, uh, literally dying every day right before my eyes. And, um, it was not a pretty picture. Um, felt so bad for him. He, uh, he went, he went through literal hell uh, in that bed. Um, he bit off his bottom lip. He was so frustrated. He couldn't move. He had a feeding tube. He had a trach. Um, it was just not a pretty picture. Ugh. So every time I think of all the work that we're going through th through this foundation, and I'm out soliciting funds and trying to get money for our, our foundation, I remember him lying in that bed for 10 and a half months and I don't want another person to have to go through that. And I don't want any family members to have to see their loved ones suffering like that. So that's what keeps me going with our sobriety foundation. Oh man, that is unbelievable. Yeah. So I love this. Like, uh, I, I love the raw and real stuff that really happens with addiction, right? Because when people first start using drugs typically, or alcohol, typically it's this, oh, try this, it'll make you feel great, it's all good, and it's all, this is what happens when people use drugs. Yes. Like, this is really the stuff that happens when people use drugs. It, there might be a few minutes, days, months, maybe even years, where it's fun, and it, and it makes you feel decent, and but it ends like this. Yes. Every time. Not only that, but I think of like Carson, big, strong, yeah, you know, right. go getter. Guy like, with full of life, right? Yeah, he's so full of life. And I could just imagine myself being on that bed and, and right. the frustration and the things that he had to go through. And, 
you know, it's always a, a tearjerker and, and it's always, man, just heartfelt when you have, to, when you hear a story like this, I just want to point out that today Carson's free, right? Like he, he's been able to transcend this physical body and be able to get back to the things that he loves to do. I'm sure he inspires his mom today for sure. The minute he passed, they, they called me one night. Um, I just left him. He was in a wheelchair, and so I would use, Dr. Sellers, you probably know it's the the, bla- the crane thing that you lift him out of bed yeah, and you yeah, can yeah. put him in a wheelchair. Right. And I, I, I took him out on walks every day um, in that so he could get outside. Um, and I told him, I said, it's going to be a beautiful day. He, he, he died in January, and you know how the winters are in Utah County. They're pretty lovely pretty bad (laughs) and so i told him i said it's good going to be a great day tomorrow i'm going to we're going to come in and we're going to get you out and he had just had a bout with um uh, you know laying flat in a bed all the time (laughs) pneumonia is is yeah sure he had it like every other month um even though you were turning him and moving him around and everything else so uh that's that uh, they called me that night They'd been working on him for about an hour. They found him unconscious in his bed when they took him to uh, Utah Valley Hospital. Uh, I rushed down there. They were still working on him, and he was gone. I could tell he was gone, and I didn't want him to suffer anymore, and so I told him to uh, quit reviving him. And um, and I could just feel the peace in the room when he left. It was like, Mom, thanks. Oh, wow. You know, I'm out of this body that wasn't doing me any good and um yes we felt a lot of peace uh we we know you know carson had a tattoo and it said life's short play it cool (laughs) now how ironic is that that? now my husband has the same tattoo on his his leg just where carson had it so you know i don't he he told his friends he his whole life that he didn't feel like he was gonna live a long life and um so anyway uh yeah that's that's what happened um he died in 2011 uh that's right when the doctor um that was uh, and his wife that was in recovery they came to me and um they asked me to to like I said, be one of the, the signers on the 5013C. And I said, absolutely. That's when it started. We got our nonprofit license. It took us about a year. So officially we've been in existence since 2012. I, um, I have a bunch of questions. Okay. Um, and some of them relate to Carson and some of them relate to the foundation, but who's your other four people? Who was the original other four? The other four people was... Um, unless they, unless you don't want to name them. I Matt and Jordan there's... Anderson. Okay, this is what I thought. Perfect people. Can you remember the foundation oh, yeah. that they helped start? Yeah. It was originally Soul. It used to be called Soul, Soul right. Uh-huh. right. And we changed it to Sobriety Foundation because we felt like it was easier to search. Sure. Um, if anybody was looking for our help. And also SOL, that was our acronym, right. Right. which... Right. Means S-O-L. Sorry, did I say? <laughs> yes. Again? So, so a lot. Of, so we just decided that we just Sean's better change our name. Sean's writing down a time that he has to edit. <laughs> yep. Sorry, Sean. So anyway, so that that's why we decided to change it to Dr. Sellers was a, it, because of the acronym. So anyway, yeah. Um, yeah that's and um, Wait, Matt right, and Kate Wright. Oh, you okay, know right. Matt and Kate yeah, Wright? Sure. Yes. Those, I don't know Matt, but I know Kate. Yeah. yeah. Matt was our advocate. He is phenomenal. 
an amazing guy, has the most, the best heart of about anybody I know, and he was our first advocate that helped us select the applicants for our sobriety foundation. Sweet. Okay. Yeah, I thought, I was wondering if that was the foundation. That's the foundation. There's a bunch of ties here, because I know, I mean, I knew of Peterson Oil, for sure. Yes. Do you know all your station owners? Did did Tommy Bankhead ever own a Chevron that was affiliated I with I ran a station for him. Yeah. yeah LNT yeah. Construction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He, uh, yeah, yeah, I ran it. He, he built a couple of stations for us. Yeah. I know the one so, just south of Utah Valley Hospital, I think he used to own. Is that true? That's the one, Fifth West. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the one I ran. Yeah. That's the one he owned. He yeah. built that. Um, he also built the one up on... Um, Center Street, Nate North in okay, Orem, right. just that, that yep. beautiful Chevron right there. Right. Uh, Bankheads are great people. Yeah, so yeah. That, those are my old neighbors. Before they moved oh, to sure. Mapleton, oh, they lived okay. in Orem, and that's uh, yeah. that's where I used to live. So I know all those guys, but um, so I'm having fun with the connection. Sorry. Okay. We should get back to sobriety. A whole lot of name <laughs> dropping going down right now. <laughs> uh, so I have a question for you. So I, too, have lost somebody. Okay. I, I lost my brother. Sorry. Closest in. So sorry to hear that, Jared. That's okay. He He's still with me. By and that's that goes into the question. Yes. Go ahead. But wait, before you say it, did you know I've lost a brother too? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We to both, addiction? We both, yeah. Dr. Yes. Yeah. Okay. We both have experienced that. Yeah. So you said when he left the room, you felt peace. Oh, Definitely. Maybe I'm going out on a whim here and tell me if I'm wrong, but are there times today that you still feel Carson close? Oh my gosh. Right, right now. I, I know he's in this room. Um, oh yes. He, um, you know, like I said, every time I feel like I, the frustration, cause the worst thing in the world is to ask people for money. I don't know if you guys have had to do that, but I hate going to somebody for money and asking for money. Um, but I have such a passion for this cause and I just, you know, uh, sober living is not paid by insurance. And so to get the long term recovery, you, I really feel it. Sober living is a huge part of it. No question. You know, that's where you connect with friends. That's where you can get a job. Um, that's where you're back out living life a little bit. Exactly. You're you're right. out and you're you're living sober. So, so important in continuation of care. Yes, sure. absolutely. So um, yeah, I I just really feel I I feel him constantly, Jared. I I really do. He's he's a huge part of our foundation. Was there, um, I don't know if there's, uh, I don't know if this is even important or relevant, but wh where was he when you said he got pneumonia? Wh where was this at? And this was when he was laying in a coma. Okay. And um, where was he? He, he was in, oh like my gosh. a long-term care facility? Yeah, don't worry about it if you don't was. remember the name. He, he was, he was in a long-term uh, facility just right across from the hospital. Uh, he, he went, if, First, when his accident happened, he went to um, LDS Hospital. Okay. Then he went to an, another place in Provo for a while. And and I just, you know, the nurses at LDS Hospital just said the worst thing is brain injury. And I just, you know, mother's oh. love. No, oh. he's going to come through. He's going to come, you know, out of this. He's just such a strong kid. He can live through it. And then he lived in the, the care facility for about... Oh, eight months. So was he somehow using in that care facility? Uh, no. Like, how, what did he die from? 
It was pneumonia. That okay. was that was what he was on his death certificate. He died from ne- complications he, he, from pneumonia. Exactly. Okay. But All in right. his system, when he went to LDS hospital, there was cocaine and heroin. Okay. So he overdosed. Put him in the hospital. Right. In the hospital, he contracted pneumonia and ended up losing his life due to pneumonia. Yes. Yep. Yeah, that, that's what's which, on the death certificate. Which is not uncommon for right. people that are paralyzed or that can't yes. move themselves very well. That mm-hmm. Right, they lay there, and pneumonia is not an uncommon complication. Yeah, pneumonia is... Sure. So. And I also, just because we're running out of time here, I think it's important to remember Carson for the, the beautiful parts of his life, right? Oh, like yes. He, sounds like he's an amazing guy. I wish I would have known him because it sounds like we've been good friends, you know, like sure. he, you would have been really good player, friends. Right. Like, yeah. like daredevil. Right. I mean, yeah, it's crazy. I love right. this story. That sounds like your story a little bit yeah. for sure. In yeah. fact, there's yeah. about, there's about, as, as I know of five friends that have gotten tattoos just from Carson. Oh, wow. Um, you know, they, they want, they want him to live on too. So yeah, yeah, yeah he's got great friends. Yeah, so let's talk about the sobriety foundation for a sec. Cause we got yeah. about three minutes left. Okay. So I know in the past you guys have been able to help a lot of people with getting into sober living and giving them a chance to do this thing, right? Continuation of care. Yes. How did COVID have a huge detriment <laughs> because you shared you're only now able to help around what 23 percent how do we how do how do our listeners help get that number back up well let me tell you what happened we have okay we we are only able to fill about 23 percent of our applications and jared that's that's been about the whole time there's such a need for sober living and and you know when you get to sober living you have exhausted every place that you can get funds from right. i mean family friends um you know you did the, the, the courts the, yeah <laughs> exactly everything. you've ruined almost every relationship you know you've got to start building re- those relationships back up and so they don't have nowhere to turn and so um this is this is you know it's 23 percent. that's it's it's been like that the whole time that that's even, you guys are getting flooded with applications we are and we just you know and and we allocate so many funds a month um to sober living and that's all that we can do and just so that we we let our listeners know we're not enabling them right like what is the process that they have to go through what are the terms what are okay right so that we, we we're not just painting a, i don't want to paint the picture that we're just paying for their entire time and no. sober living That's so not what we're doing and and this is you know trial and error this is how we felt is is the very best way that we can pay for them sober living without enabling them and helping them get back on their feet again so what they do is they go on sobrietyfoundation.org and they fill out an application and um they what well, i have an advocate and between her and i we talk and mainly she's the the go-to she um is amazing she is trained in this field uh she knows the people that is going to make you know our money work she's uh, she's given it to people that really want to change they really want to make that change in their life and they want to get clean and sober and um so she she has been around um addiction her whole life and so she can read through the crap that sometimes is <laughs> dealt out by people and okay. um and she helps me um decide who who you know can go this is our sober living program but anyway um so what they need to do is just go on sobrietyfoundation.org fill an application we we choose the uh sober living home along the wasatch front uh and in all of over utah um 
uh, our time is just about up. But uh, anyway, we make your money work. Right, and, right. and it pays for their first month, it for second for month two, in some two situations. Months. Two, uh, months. We, two months of sober living. Sobrietyfoundation.org. You can also Susan go there Pierce. to donate. Yes. yes. So go to sobrietyfoundation.org to fill out an application, also to be able to donate. Thank you guys so much for joining us on episode 34. Thank you for joining us today on We Do Recover with Jared Miller. Help us spread our message of hope. Like, comment, and share. If you have any topics or ideas for future shows, please share that on our Facebook page. That Facebook page is We Do Recover with Jared Miller. If you or a loved one needs help, please reach out to us. Again, thank you for listening. Brought to you by Steps Recovery Center and the St. George Hilton Garden Inn. This has been a production from A Podcast Studio.